Hello everyone, good evening and welcome to episode number 11 of Inside Out. My guest tonight is one who's been an ideal role model. In Arthashastra, Chanakya had written, you need to have 20 qualities to succeed in any undertaking. If Chanakya were to write that book in recent years or if we were to update it, he would replace that old segment with just three words, emulate Rahul Dravid. It's my pleasure to welcome Rahul Dravid. Rahul, Welcome to you, and it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks, W.E. Uh, lovely to see you, and uh, nice to be on the show. Yes, in Bangalore, things are uh, not looking good uh, in recent times. So there's been a spurt in numbers, cause for concern. Well, yeah, a little bit. I mean, we were, I, I think it's one of those things where we were priding ourselves a little bit and we were patting ourselves on the back. We had, uh, till about almost two, three weeks ago, the cases were about 150, 160 in the city and, you know, things were looking like they were going back to normal. But uh, but again, you know, as, as we've seen with this virus, it's so contagious and it's so unpredictable. As soon as things opened up a little bit, the last three weeks have seen nearly oof, over a thousand cases every day. So, yeah, the government's put in a, another lockdown from uh, this evening, in fact, uh, for a week, which is going to be a strict and complete lockdown. So really hoping things improve. But yeah, it's a really challenging time, WWE, as, as you've seen in, in Chennai and all over the country. And it's just, uh, I think it's just the uncertainty about the virus. So I think that's been uh, the one that's where I think it's uh, confusing people, it's making people, making it hard for people to plan. Uh, and it just doesn't seem... Uh, you know, when the sort of there's a light, there is there is light at the end of the tunnel, but uh, it's a pretty long one at the moment. Yeah, yeah, you know, like I'm saying, it's it's yeah, yeah, the cases have been rising, so it's uh, yeah, so the government's coming to sort of having a bit of a lockdown uh, from from this evening, in fact, for a week, and really hope things improve after that all over the world, in fact, and all over the country. But it's uh, it's tricky and challenging times. It's hard times. It's not easy to plan. It's not easy to prepare. Um, it's been uh, it's been something that I think. I don't know, we, we've probably never had to deal with enough. Parents' generation has probably never had to deal with it. I think you have to go back almost 100 years, you know, to the bubonic plague to think about something that affected the world uh, as, as this has. Come on, Raul. You, sp you spent hours and hours uh, on a 22-yard strip and at home with family now. Staying at home during this lockdown time shouldn't have been a problem for you, was it? <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I had, you know, I used to practice. I, I practiced very hard to play in those 22 yards and we practiced a lot and we played a lot. I'm not sure I've ever practiced staying at home so much, you know, from the age of 14. So, as you know, you know, once, once we start, once we start traveling as cricketers, you know, literally from under 15, you know, you start traveling, you you go away with your teammates, you, uh, that becomes your life, you know, it's a lifestyle. I think being a cricketer is really a lifestyle because it's, oh, it's, it's time away from home, it's flights, it's train journeys, it's bus journeys, it's, uh, it's it, yes, I mean, you love coming back home and you enjoy that, but, uh, but I, this is the longest I've ever stayed at home, I think, without actually taking a flight or a train or a bus or something like that and being here. So I think, uh, it's been great. I, I must admit, it's been it's been really nice, and it's 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 been great, and it's been lovely to be able to connect with my kids. But uh, but it's um, but yeah, but it's it's also different because you know I think we're sort of used to being with them on holidays. But this is like it's it's tough for the children also because they've been at home and and you know not much to do and a lot of online learning and online schooling uh, and not a lot of outdoor activities. So um, yeah, that doesn't make it easy. And and I think at at some point, I think my wife's kind of okay. When are you going to go out next? 
<laughs> all of us are in the same boat rahul assure you about yeah. that uh, your powers your powers of concentration were remarkable was it something inherent or can it be developed uh so so i think uh, a, a little bit of it uh, i firstly i certainly think that it can be developed and it can be worked on and it must be worked on i think if you want to be a successful cricketer or successful at anything i think being able to concentrate and being able to stay focused um you know during that length of time in which you are required to be focused when in cricket it's sometimes a very short time in batting and then you learn to switch off and then switch on back again but being that ability to being able to sort of stay in the moment or be focused or play that one ball at a time uh, is a very very important skill and and it certainly can be developed uh, there's no doubt that i i was a little bit lucky i must admit that inherently my nature has been something someone who's i've always sort of had a certain ability to be able to sort of concentrate and i've not have been a very extroverted person even growing up as a kid uh, was a little bit of an introvert so i wasn't you know one of those hyperactive kind of kids so i had that ability to stay calm and sort of stay balanced but no i mean that's you know i think over the years uh, playing the game um you know watching other people play the game uh you sort of realize that you've got to be able to work on it you've got to be able to develop it and be able to have a bit of confidence in it under extreme pressure you know i think it's one thing to be able to do it um you know when you're sitting down or lying down or in the in the comfort of an ac room but being able to trust it and being able to execute it uh, under pressure when you know the 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 heat is on in the middle of a game uh, when the pressure is on you the expectation is on you're facing a really challenging spell of bowling uh, to be able to switch back on and keep that focus uh, and do those simple routines i think requires practice and you know it's something that over the years i kind of learned just using it in the nets um dedicating a bit of time to do it in the nets and then i think i think someone you know um, sort of gave me some very good advice as a youngster he said that the best way to learn how to concentrate or the best way to learn how to be able to bat for a long time is to be able to do it when you have the opportunity in the middle so don't throw away an opportunity when you're batting in the middle oh i've got a 100 or i've got a big score now i'm i'm, I'm you know i'm set or i'm set for the next few games i don't need to worry about it but use it as a good opportunity to learn how to concentrate or to bat for long periods of time and you know i think it's something that will help you as you as you go on so so yeah so it definitely can be developed and it's it's something i i did work on obviously having like i said earlier a maybe a starting off on a on a slightly on the front foot with just my personality and and just some inherent genetic advantages maybe this focusing and concentrating bit can you overdo it at times is it possible uh yeah i i think you can become too intense there's no doubt about it and i i think i fell into that trap as a as a as a young boy myself um you know the so so i think understanding that focusing and concentration especially in a thing like in in batting it it doesn't mean that you have to be um switched on all the time you have to in fact rather than someone saying that i need to be focused i think learning that ability to switch on and switch off um obviously between balls or when you're playing and even being able to switch on and switch off off the field i think is a very very important skill uh because if you sort of say switched on all the time and you're too intense all the time it drains you of so much of your mental energy and then when you need the mental energy when you need to play uh you probably won't having if it because you'll be so tired mentally and drained mentally so being able to switch off off the field was was very important and that's something i really had to learn because you know again um i was quite an intense person and you know and, and like a lot of young people you know desperate to do well very keen to do well 
and uh, and then sort of didn't learn the the art for till a long time of realizing that you know worrying about something off the field just because i've had a bad day or or not done well uh, you know worrying about it uh, it was not going to help my cricket you know learning from what happened on the day is something and and you know you can spend time reflecting and learning and you know you, you must do that and you you have to do that if you want to improve because you're constantly looking to learn and improve and get better but worrying about it and keeping it in your head all the time in fact it was just draining you out so when you went back to bat the next day or in the next match uh, you know it's just all built up and you just didn't have that energy so that's something actually i i actually had to really learn how to do and things like reading i, I actually figured out that something like reading i was not a very big reader when i was in school or um, you know even in my early days in college it's actually only after i started sort of playing cricket first class cricket and and a little bit of my mostly international cricket that i actually started this habit of reading because i realized that uh, you know on flights or on um, in you know with so much of time as cricketers which is spent not doing a lot you know you're on flights you're in buses you're um, sometimes just you have the whole afternoon free or the evening free and you could just be worrying so much at the point at, at that point of time rather than that i i just realized that if i was reading a good book or if i was reading something i was enjoying uh, my mind sort of went away from the worry and and was in the book and i sort of used that as something as as a way to really relax you know other people use movies um some people find music i i i could never i i always found when i was sort of trying to you know watch a movie i was still thinking about the cricket you know i'd be watching the movie but my mind would still be having those pictures about the cricket so um so i found that for me books work better than movies i know a lot of other people who find movies better or music better or just chilling out with friends better so so i think what's important is you need to figure out what really works for you uh, and and just understanding the criticality of um ensuring and knowing when to switch off i think was a was a big lesson and something i learned um obviously through my own experiences and 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 a big experience for me was playing county cricket you know the, i i was sort of 26 uh, and played a bit of international cricket when i played uh, county cricket in kent in in 2000 and i think just uh, being in a different dressing room and a different environment taught me a lot because i i sort of looked around a lot of those the the young my colleagues in england um, guys who were playing in the kent dressing room and i kind of really admired the way that they were able to actually switch off after their innings or after the game and you know go out to the pub and have a drink and socialize and things that you know i was never doing as a ranji trophy player because i was you know, just went back and you're still thinking about cricket and and when i saw that i sort of realized that you know this was a much 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 better way and a much more relaxed way to play the game and and i think that experience really helped me because it you know sort of from then on uh, for the next 7 8 9 years i had probably the best years of my career and i a large part of that was learning this ability to kind of switch off how did you manage this as a student you obviously were a good student so you mean in my studies or are you just saying in in terms of as a in in your studies in your studies uh, when you're uh, yeah. before playing international cricket in your studies how did you manage this concentration and focusing so yeah so i mean for 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 someone like me you know once i started playing a lot of cricket um sort of got into the first class team when i was in 12th standard um and and uh, after that i never really had much time to be actually able to go to college uh, and attend college and attend classes as as normal kids would do so now we would kind of rely on the notes and you would rely on your friends to sort of uh, mark out stuff in the textbooks for you and tell you what is important and what is relevant and what is likely to come 
and uh, and i think we were we were a, i was we were a bit lucky in those days as in there wasn't as much cricket as say some of the youngsters i see playing today so typically you know your cricket season even if you played the ranji trophy uh, unless you sort of went into the final of the ranji trophy you would kind of finish around january and it, january sometimes into february and it gave you sort of you know the march april may our exams would generally at that time of the year and college exams would always be in sort of may Uh, may june so you had a couple of months at the back end to be able to really study um, and i remember in you know times like that then i would really switch off from the cricket and uh, maybe keep my fitness going and still go for the odd run or or just go to the gym once in a while but but i would uh, maybe take a break from cricket and really focus on 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 the studies so so yeah so again you know it is i mean i i can't when i say good student i was good in terms of uh, maybe some other sportsman but I, but I, my, i was certainly not i was not certainly not uh, among the top you know the top 10 percentile of the class or you know in the 90th percentile so i think you have to be realistic as a cricketer uh, you have to realize you know that yes you have lost a lot of time and you're not going to be able to uh, compete with say some of the best students in your class which is fine because you're doing another skill and you're doing something equally demanding in, in fact if not more and, and and you know you're working really hard at what you're doing but yeah but just sort of being able to switch back into studies and and i think understanding the importance of it i, I actually also thought it was a good way for me to switch off like i said at the end of a season to be able to you know hit the books uh, take my mind off cricket for a couple of months and use that concentration sometimes when you were able to get back into the cricket so if you can concentrate on you know accountancy you can certainly concentrate in your playing cricket <laughs> <laughs> or income tax or, or, or income tax law cheese <laughs> okay so I, i get it i get it uh, you chose coaching after you uh, went to into the media and you did other things uh, after quitting from cricket uh, you finally you know gravitated towards coaching any specific reason does it give you more satisfaction now um so so yeah so after after i finished um, you know sort of there were quite a few options uh, and i wasn't necessarily sure what to do and again um i think it was kapil dev who gave me this advice actually i was you know towards coming to the end of my career and and kapil in fact told me bumped into him somewhere and he mentioned he said you know rahul this is don't commit to doing anything straight away go out and um, spend a few years just exploring and doing different things and see what you really like and i thought i thought it was good advice so i was also a little fortunate that at the back end of my career i was already in a sort of um, captain's captain coach kind of role with the Rajasthan Royals so i was already getting into the sort of management side of things at at the Rajasthan Royals in my last couple of years of the IPL i i had moved to the Royals and they wanted me to take more of a not only be a captain but also be involved in a little bit of the off-field stuff the auctions uh, some of the management of the team uh, so i think i was getting a little bit of a taste of that and understanding how that works and how that functions so i was lucky there that i was sort of you know um, already playing a, a sort of coaching leadership kind of role um, towards the back end of my career and and like you said then i i did a i did a i did the media for a couple of years and and then i was also doing a little bit of the talking circuit and a few of my advertisements and few of the endorsements that that i do so yeah there were a few things that 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 i did for a couple of years and and i sort of eventually uh, i i think i kind of i i like doing the commentary don't get me wrong i like the media and i liked it i liked uh, the fact that you know you could really have a good seat in the house and you get to watch some great cricket but um but like you said i mean i think the thing that gave me the most satisfaction was really being involved in the game and um you know being connected with 
with the boys that that you sort of I, I sometimes felt a little disconnected as a media person i mean you commentated on a game and then you kind of left the venue and it just didn't seem like a connection with the result or they didn't see any connection with with the game um and i kind of you know i really liked the coaching side of things and and i got sort of involved in that uh, the opportunity came up to do some coaching with india a and under 19 and i said look you know this is a good opportunity good place to start and uh, and took it up and i've really enjoyed it since so so yeah so i just feel um, sort of a lot more satisfying to be involved in the in the coaching side of things and, and also it's a it's i think it's you know it's it is becoming a younger man's game um, you know uh, the, the coaching side of things it is uh, more and more a lot of more younger people are getting into it and and you know i think with the media and other stuff that the other opportunities that are there um you can always do them a little bit later on so so yeah so for now really really enjoyed the coaching and especially the the developmental side of the coaching where where i've been involved in whether it's been um, you know the india a or the under 19 or the nca now uh, just that pathways developmental side i think uh, it's really given me the opportunity to actually work with a lot of the players without you know having to worry about the immediate results which i think uh, which i think is a really nice space for me to work in and i kind of enjoy that allows allows you to look at the bigger picture which i think is a lot of fun you brought in a perspective into the system uh, that of uh, concentrating on long term goals and winning is not the thing at the junior level yeah i i you know I, i so again this came up a little bit with my own experiences at india a and a little bit with just talking to a lot of the players who who had played at india a and who were playing and i think a lot of them you know when you talk to them about their junior cricket or um, you know how they grew up in india and i was having this conversation with quite a few of them as i when i started coaching and a lot of them didn't have very good experiences at the under 19 level you know a lot of them would have this complaint that you know uh, yeah we went on the tour but you know we never got a chance to play uh we went on the full trip i you know people told me i was on two tours with an under 19 team i obviously won't mention the names of the coaches or the or the teams but you know they gave me one match to play in which i batted at number 6 and then i was never played again because the team was desperate to win every single match or or you know it was important to win and i think that kind of you know struck a chord with me because you start then thinking that well you know um that's that in the sense that you got to make that experience a good one for whoever comes in whether it's an under 19 player or an india a player and i was also you know always tell this to some of the selectors as well i said that you know a lot of these boys who get into our a teams they perform the whole year and they've had a really successful year which is exactly why you've picked them in the team and now if we don't give them an opportunity or if we don't give them a decent run in the games that we have they have to go back all the way and start from scratch again and do put in those same performances uh which which i think was you know just seemed a little bit unfair to me and and so yeah so i've tried as much as possible we've tried to ensure that you know whenever people come on our atos irrespective of you know whether we are 10 down or 20 down or you know we need to win uh we ensure that we rotate the squads we give everyone opportunities um even at the under 19 level one of the things um i think we kind of realized in looking at some of the stats was that the same people kept getting this opportunities over and over again and for me that felt very unfair at an under 19 level that meant that you're putting all your eggs in you know in one basket in in actually very small in a very small basket you're saying that 
it's if you're going to focus only on 15 or 20 players at the under 19 level and give them all the opportunities what you're saying is that this 14 or 15 is the one that's going to go on and play for india and i think that's as we know at the under 19 level it doesn't work like that you know it is it doesn't work like that it's uh, so many people develop a little bit later they mature a bit later some boys are stronger than the others at 19 or 18 so they definitely look better or they perform better but two or three years down the line someone you know who's not as strong but has more talent has caught up with with the other person so we decided to broaden that group and say okay you know we'll ensure that people don't play more than one world cup we've been lucky over the last um, year or so that we were able to give nearly 45 to 50 players an opportunity to play for india and and it's not only about playing it's about getting that exposure to the nca getting the exposure to good coaches getting the opportunity to interact with good physios good trainers so it's not just 15 20 boys getting that opportunity it's now 45 50 boys who get that opportunity so it broadens the pool and it sort of gives gives us a better chance i think at a, at at finding some successful players for india in the long run which is i guess you know which is eventually all that we want to do right we want to produce players who play for india it's not i mean i'm not many people remember who won world cups or what's the results in under 19 games so so yeah so it's and i think you know it's not it's not just me i mean i know that you know it's like i sometimes in the figurehead of it but, but credit for this should also go to a lot of the selectors you know i think a lot of the senior selectors and the junior selection committees that i've worked with you know whether it's been the msk led committee or ashish kapoor and his team here um you know venki was there before that i think all of them have bought into that and it's not easy for selectors as well because they are looking for sometimes results you know immediately and sometimes they are under pressure for the teams that they pick but uh, but i've been glad to say that you know i've enjoyed working with these selection committees because they've really bought into this and they respect it and sometimes even if results don't go our way uh, you know they're happy to see the bigger picture which is uh, you know which is really great this rotation that you brought into the a side and the 19 side at least at the a level it would have got rid of a bit of insecurity yeah i mean it does give people a, a lot of opportunities it does give people uh, opportunities and they know that you know um it, they, they they are like going on a tour you know that you're going to guaranteed you're going to get some games you're going to get opportunities also the fact that we've been able to increase our a level a team program it's not that there's only one tour a year now you know we at least try and have two overseas tours and two uh, india tours obviously this year is very different and you know we've lost this year so it's been it's it's going to be disappointing for a lot of them but at least we try and have three if not four tours of india a in a in a year in that case then you know they all these boys who perform they know that they're going to get a fair and a good opportunity to push for for the india team because you know there's nothing more frustrating and i think you know i think players of your generation and a little bit of us growing up i mean you know it better than anyone else uh, wb you know you perform so well right through the ranji season and do everything you can and you get one irani game or you get one dulip trophy game uh, to be able to show your skills and you have a bad day or you have a bad game and and it's then it's gone and you have to start all over again and and as we know that's not easy you know it's not easy to do that but when you're doing well if you're given more opportunities you know who knows where that that can take you and we've seen that with the recent results i mean people like you know hanuma vihari and shreya sayer and manish pandey and you know even some of the bowlers whether it's been siraj and saini and shardul thakur and a lot of these boys coming through um you know have had that opportunity and have been able to show the selectors that hey look you know we pick us you know we we're, we're there and and we can perform at this level have you ever gone through a phase of insecurity how did you manage it if you did oh i have i've gone through many phases of insecurity uh you know uh, i think growing up as a as a young cricketer in india is not easy 
um, there's a lot of competition and especially in the time that i grew up in where there was um where there was only the ranji trophy and uh, uh, there was only the ranji trophy and 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 you know there was the indian team there was no ipl or and and even the this kind of revenue or the money in ranji trophy was so poor that um that there was always that constant uh, challenge because you know you'd given up uh, a career in studies and which like you said I, i was not bad at studies so i could have easily you know gone on to potentially do an mba or a ca which i kind of forego to 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 have a career in cricket and and if the cricket then sort of didn't work out then you sort of didn't have too much to fall back on so i think there was a that level of insecurity at that at that age you know especially growing up so which actually helps me a lot in 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 sometimes working with a lot of these younger players because i can identify with some of their challenges and some of the insecurities that that they go through and and how things like security then helps at that stage when you know you're going to get opportunities or people trust you and give you games uh, i think things like that certainly do help a lot of these younger players um you know again uh, just for me i think even through my international career there have been phases i i was dropped from the one day team in 98 uh, i had to fight my way back in um you know spend a way a year away from the game so there were certain insecurities as well then whether i'm a good enough one day player or not and uh, because i had grown up being a test you know wanting to be a test player and been coached to be a test player hit the ball on the ground you know don't hit it in the air uh, that kind of coaching so uh, you know I, it sort of you worry you worried whether you had the skills to be able to do it uh for me obviously uh, i think the way to a lot of the ways to deal with with insecurity was uh to sort of try and control what i could control uh, i think some of the things you realize when you get insecure about are things that are actually beyond your control and you start worrying about things that you cannot control selections um you know uh, sometimes even even success or failure is sometimes beyond your control but but what is in your control really is um is the effort uh is is you know just the hard work that you put in is your ability to switch on and switch off your ability to concentrate uh, whether it's your ability to stay balanced whether you succeed whether you fail i think these are kind of things that you can control your mindset um how positive you are even in the difficult times and i think just sort of focusing on those things that i could control and kind of ignoring uh what that i, I stuff that i couldn't control was was certainly something that that definitely helped me but but yeah to, you know to answer your question i think there's a certain amount of anxiety involved in this sport um i think it's just something you you have to experience and you you will and you have to accept it and you have to say it's part and parcel of what i do um sometimes there's no magic formula or no magic solution to it sometimes being anxious or being nervous is a good thing it means that you care that means that you are you know you, you it, it matters to you because if you do something that you don't doesn't matter to you you're not nervous or you're not you're not anxious about it so i think in a way sometimes you know if you use if you think about it in that sense that hey i'm anxious and i'm nervous that's a good thing because i care about this i care deeply about it of course you don't want it to get to a point where it starts hampering your performances and you know you it's it's not uh, doesn't help you um So yeah, again, again, small things like maybe stuff like meditation off the field was again something that helped me calm my nerves off the field. Uh, something I did a little bit when I felt a little anxious. Uh, so I learned how to meditate. Um, so I, I used to meditate when I was playing. I used to meditate every morning and evening for fifteen minutes. Uh, just, just to, just to more as a life skill, not as, not as anything else, but just as a life skill to help me kind of stay relaxed and, and stay calm. So. Yeah, the different things that that you sort of uh, you know you would use when you're anxious or you're nervous, but 
But I think in time you realize, you know, everything that you do, there is going to be certain anxiety and, and certain nervousness. I mean, now just you know, watching the under 19s or watching the India A players play, I get nervous. I don't know about you, coaching. I'm, I, I'm sure you, you know, and yeah. and, and, and as. Uh, and and as as you would know right you know i mean it's now you can't even do anything about it you just have to hope that other people do something <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is which is even tougher sometimes <laughs> so it's uh, yeah. this part of the job you have an image of one who's focused studious and perhaps even serious but i know you like to have a laugh yeah yeah so, so i i look so i'm not an extrovert i'm not a life of a party but no i i, I do like to have a laugh i'm i'm i am a a little more chilled out than i think people give me credit for or the impression that i create uh, so no i love i love having a laugh and i love enjoy uh, time with friends and i was actually never a person who sat in the room and uh, i was never a mr room service at contours uh, i loved going out um, i loved you know sort of going out to bookshops or movies or uh, just exploring different cities that i went to um, so yeah you very rarely even on an international tour you know i know a lot of people who who would like to sit in the room and order room service on at the end of a match so even during a test match you know I, unless i was very tired and i just you know didn't have the mood to go out i would like to go out you know every every evening and you know just go out even try and pull somebody along um, and even if it meant going out for dinner down to the coffee shop in the in the hotel i would much prefer that than sitting in the room so yeah so no i not that that Thing, but uh, but yeah, you won't see me dancing in the middle of a in the middle of the dance floor at the party. <laughs> that, that you won't see. But uh, but no, yeah, no, not not as serious as people sometimes think. Because yeah, this quiet. I'm quiet. I mean, certainly I'm a quieter person. Two years ago, the under nineteen boys gave you the works on your birthday in New Zealand. That must have thrilled them a bit. You know, messing about with Rahul Dravid, the legend. <laughs> yeah. So that's. I mean, that's. I guess one of the. challenges that i faced i mean people asking one of the what are the challenges i faced as a coach is i think one of the uh, one of my challenges has been the fact that my reputation obviously of being a cricket i don't think of it that way but there's no running away from the fact that i built a reputation as a cricketer i played for a long time you know i i sort of played the game and i come in and and there's that sometimes you have to build that rapport because there is a certain level especially with the younger boys they can get a bit intimidated by you and your name and and who you are and they probably watched you on television as kids growing up and and i think you have to break that barrier and break that ice and it takes time i mean it it you know every year every year i always say this so i when i started with the under with both the batches that i coached right through uh you know you start with the batch um and and they're a bit nervous they're a bit hesitant and in about 6 8 months time or a years time after you've been with them on a few tours um yeah you can get to a point where you know they they relax with you and they have fun and uh, and i think that's where you want to get to they are able to break that ice and they're able up able to open up to you about various things not necessarily cricket uh, and so that's uh, so that's nice yeah so you know i i think we we go i think with that bunch of boys it was a great bunch of boys to coach with and work with and uh, you get to the point where and you know they're comfortable enough to smash your face with cake and and you know have a laugh and i know you're not going to get upset about it but uh, but yeah i think that's been one of the challenges for me but also a great learning for me of how to be able to be able to break that ice with young people and young players and make them comfortable around you and um, and i think that's uh, you know that's that, that's been a really satisfying part of uh, of my coaching journey just some of the relationships i've built with people who are you know of a completely different generation to what i am probably you know some of them have you know probably uh, i've i've made my a lot of them i made my debut even before they are born so um, so yeah so it's uh, 
you know they they grow up sort of a little bit intimidated at times or sort of initially when they come in but if you can get them to laugh and joke with you at the end of it then it's 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 a it's satisfying you know it's a satisfying feeling because like you learn a lot from a lot of these young boys as well what is rahul dravid as a parent what is he like <laughs> uh i don't know you should ask my children uh i <laughs> uh, i don't know i i i like to think i'm i'm a bit i'm okay i'm, I'm i mean i'm not I'm, i'm a bit chilled out but uh it's hard one yeah. what am i like uh, uh so uh, i think i'm a little bit more relaxed about stuff that my then my wife would like me to be about certain things <laughs> things like th- things like studies so so i always equate so i always equate their marks with my marks and they and they do much better than me but but my wife expects them to equate it to her marks which are you know pretty high so it's <laughs> so it's so we have that thing no but look i have i just enjoy being with my kids and and it's it's nice it's really been nice to be able to and they're sort of growing up and uh, so nice to be able to have some conversations with them and uh, you know um just to just to watch them grow they play a bit of sport which is really nice so they they're playing sport and and to be you know i, I don't i don't get overly involved in it but uh, but yeah you know and there i go and watch a few of their games uh, once in a while as and when i can uh, just to see how they're playing and, and they don't seem to mind so which is a good thing you know normally sometimes if if they tell me no no we don't want you to come then probably won't go but they never seem to say that so so it's okay it's cool try not to try not to coach them too much <laughs> the time is not far off when they start saying your boy starts saying daddy this generation thinks that done differently are you ready for it <laughs> you have to, i'll come i'll come i'll come to you for advice my, my son is just <laughs> my son is just 14 and he's just getting into those teenage years so um, so yeah so i'm going to come to you for advice on how to handle it <laughs> <laughs> your reading habit is still intact uh, what are the genres you read of late uh, so i've been mean, some little bit of fiction at times a little bit of non fiction mostly um, so yeah so of, of late obviously over the last couple of years i've been trying to read quite a bit of stuff around coaching and uh, you know different sort of uh, books around around just coaching and how sort of talent identification uh, performances you know books like that which uh, a lot of interesting stuff nowadays um, a lot of interesting stuff on the net actually i think that's one of the things that's really changed uh, there's so much of uh, so much of material so much of knowledge on the net you know whether it's through um, books or whether it's through blogs or whether it's through um, you know articles that you find nowadays uh, i think there's so much more information i think sometimes there's an information overload to be honest but but uh, but yeah there's there's a lot of stuff in yeah so a little bit more i'd say around just coaching and talent id and talent performance how do you get the best out of young players young people uh, what's happening in different sports it's always interesting to read uh, from my perspective you know what happens say in soccer or in even in baseball and sports like that 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 probably a, a little bit more advanced than say cricket in terms of you know uh, where they've gone in in identifying and and uh, sort of getting the best out of young people and they've been through that pathway um a lot more and and in a lot more sort of scientific and documented manner so it's quite interesting to see how they've gone about it and a lot of things we can sometimes take from them some of it obviously is not relevant to our sport and in our environment really you've been quoted uh, somewhere as saying that you failed more than you succeeded what exactly is success according to you ah oh, she success is 
just being the best you can be for me that's it i think you know in the end of the day you got a success is not about i don't know you, you can't equate success with for me at least personally it's not about number of runs or wickets or things like that i think you, if you if you sort of sit back in your career and say hey i gave it the best shot i tried my very best um and you know and then and then you, you know i mean you, it sometimes you 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 might you know be able to play a lot of cricket sometimes you play little less cricket uh, or whatever it is you do in life i mean sometimes you need a bit of luck uh, things need to fall in place uh, i mean you can't escape the fact that um, for i mean at least i i am pretty sure that you know i was i had a, a lot of luck in my life as well i was fortunate to be at the right place at the right time um, you know i was uh, I was lucky in a lot of ways. Yes, I worked hard, and and I'm no doubt about it. I worked hard. I, I practiced a lot, and I did it. But yeah, I know a lot of people who work hard and who practice a lot. But sometimes, you know, things just don't work out. You know, it's sometimes natural gifts or a bit of luck, or you know, it, it just happens. So I think you can't compare yourself with other people. In the end of the day, it's your journey, and and you know, just be the best that you can be. I think for me, that's success. And you know, be happy, being happy with with what you've done and what you've achieved is is I think success. It's not about comparing yourself to the next man or or you know the other person really i was just 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 to answer, yeah so like like when i was saying that you know you fail you you actually do fail a lot more than you succeed in cricket i mean in batting you you know generally you are failing a lot more if you consider even a 50 as a, as a success point you know you, you 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 don't cross 50 in you know majority of your innings you know so uh, you do learn to fail a lot in cricket and i think you get uh, you know we 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 experience as batsmen we experience failure even a 50 average guy as someone who averages 50 in international cricket um, has failed a lot more has failed more times than he has actually succeeded so so yeah so it's, it's just a truth it's just a, it was just a statement to me if you were to pick out three qualities for somebody uh, to excel what would they be oh uh, three qualities um i'd say uh, perseverance is is important i think whatever you choose to do you really got to be able to persevere in it um you've got to be able to recognize that there is uh, a certain amount of uh, pain and 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 difficulty in the learning process in the in the journey uh, and being able to persevere through those ups and downs i think is uh, a very very important uh, skill um the other thing i'd say is um i think an inquisitiveness and a desire to constantly learn and get better uh to constantly improve uh i think it's very it's curiosity inquisitiveness whatever you may call it uh, a, a desire to to constantly um improve your skills or your abilities uh i think it's very very important uh and then the last one i'd say is balance i mean you need to be able to be balanced whenever whether it's through success or failure and not get too um you know not not right so it's not like a wave right you can't be up when you're succeeding and very down when you're low uh you know you've got to be able to keep that balance and that that maturity so yeah so if you want a consistent career i think in sport or in anything else i mean at least for me i'd say sort of perseverance and inquisitiveness a curiosity and uh, and then just a balance to understand life i mean you know success failure is part of it and to be able to manage that it's um, mm-hmm. i think uh, probably three three things that come to the top of my head i No. Test cricket was back recently in England. Uh, very, very subdued uh, celebrations. No saliva on the ball. Fast bowlers still showing, you know, what they are capable of doing. Um, did you watch it? Did you see the uh, subtle changes that were evident? 
Uh, I I watched parts of it. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I, but I did. Yeah, and especially the last day. I thought the last day was uh, building up to be a really exciting day. So I watched a large a, la- a large part of the last day when England uh, when West Indies were chasing two hundred, uh, and England had to you know sort of get them out. So yeah, and it was great great performance by the West Indies. I thought it was terrific. I mean, uh, I think Jason Holder hit the nail on the head when he said that that last evening when they got five wickets for thirty runs was actually what won them the Test match. You know, it was uh, at the end of a long day to be able to put in that kind of performance uh, from your fast bowlers, and because it looked at one stage with Stokes and uh, I think Crawley batting that the game was sort of drifting away from uh, away from uh, from the West Indies, but uh, they really pulled the game back. Uh, and and you know, I think the end of the end of a long day like that to to have that level of concentration, to have that level of intensity, uh, and and it was uh, was a credit to the West Indies and truly deserving win. I think for them, they played some tough cricket, played some good cricket, and. Not least of all, someone like you know Blackwood showing that he has, he's he's not just a one-trick pony. He can bat in different ways, and I think something like this will give him a lot of confidence and uh, you know just his own belief in terms of that I can bat like this in a fourth innings. I can win a game for my um, country, and I think no bigger feeling than that, and uh, you know, something that hopefully he can carry on. But uh, yeah, it was it was just nice to watch Test cricket again. To be honest, it was just nice to be able to watch the game, and you know we've been starved of it for so long. That even though there were no spectators and stuff, it was it was still nice to watch, and uh, it did seem like it was more challenging for the bowlers because it wasn't as much of swing on display, and I think that was reflected in I think the some of the they they're able to calculate how much the ball swings, and uh, and I think it it was quite it was uh, reflected in the I think the calculations that the ball wasn't swinging as much, so um, so yeah, it was a, a little bit more of a challenge for the bowlers, but we still got a result in four days, so you know which is great, it's great for the game. Finally, what advice would you give people to tide over this uh, pandemic and the difficulties they are going through? Well, I, I just think it's it's it's. I think the important thing is going to have to be patience, um, and and understanding that I just think our whole role in 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 this in 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 society and it's not, you know, this is not just about us. I think it's becoming more and more clear that every one of our actions is actually affecting a lot of other people. So if you go out without a mask, or if you don't observe social distancing, or if you go out when you've got a fever or you're sick, um, you know, it's 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 not only about you and it's not your difficulties, but you can affect other people. And I think recognizing that you have a role to play in 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 this in ensuring that that you know this this pandemic um, we get over it or get through the other side quicker. Uh, we all can play a small part, and I think that's that's really an important message that you know I would like to give to people. Just be responsible, um, and just I think just you know having patience, and and I think just being able to find things to do, even when you're finding that you're not able to do um, the uh, say if you're not able to play the game, or you're not able to practice, or you're not able to train. There are other ways in which you can develop your personality, or or develop something that will help you when you come out of the pandemic. That should help you in your sport, whether it's you know good time to develop stuff like focus and concentration, and uh, you know learn a new skill in in a time like this. So, um, so yeah, as we slowly getting out of the lockdown and we're sort of getting into some form of what is the new normal, uh, I think people. Firstly, firstly, need to be aware of the fact that you know they have a big role to play in um, in 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 how we come out of this situation and how we come out of this pandemic. You know, walking out and thinking everything is going to be back to normal is, I think, unrealistic. And uh, recognizing that we all have a role to play. Thanks a lot, Rahul, for your time and for your patience. It was great Thanks. chatting to you.
Thanks, Tabi. Thanks you all the best pleasure. in the future. Hope to see you soon in person. Thanks. Thanks, Tabi. Pleasure is mine. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Cheers.